warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor! Highlander and Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. All this energy calling me Back where it comes from It's such a crude attitude It's back where it belongs All the little kids growing up on the skids They're going Cleveland Rocks Cleveland Rocks From the shores of a very frozen Lake Erie to the banks of the even more frozen Cuyahoga River, recorded from Cleveland, Ohio, USA tonight, this is the Emperor's Court. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And uh, this is the makeup show for the missed one we did last week that was supposed to be the, what, the January uh, 8th show that we didn't get off the ground. Right. It is 2011, ladies and gentlemen, so happy belated New Year to indeed, everybody. Indeed, indeed. Happy uh, New Year to you, Highlander. Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, well, it's been a long, long time. time. It's, yeah. it's been three weeks, four three weeks, weeks now since we were going. Yeah, and longer than, yeah, because when, when is this going to go up? Uh, this will probably go up tomorrow night. Tomorrow so night, okay. Actually, we're doing this on, was it today's th- Thursday the 13th of January? Right. 2011. This is supposed to be done the 8th. I have been fighting off a nasty cold. Actually, it's it's been a very, very long, very crummy holiday break for me personally. So and that was just capped off. It's like one last kick in the ass of getting a nasty sinus infection slash bronchitis and trying to fight that off. You heard me on Saturday. Yeah, you were you were horrible. You you seem to get sick like that a lot. It's I mean, that, not like all the time, but enough for like, wow, again? I'm probably good for uh, every other month. During this type of season, yeah. I am very susceptible to it. Uh, long story short, I was a horrible asthmatic as a kid. Um, that's why I ended up playing, ironically enough, a lot of sports because it helped bring me out of it. And I kind of grew out of it. That's why I played so much baseball and soccer and football and karate and, and the rest of it. But I'm still susceptible to that kind of thing. Not to mention, I walk about a mile every day I go to, from where I park to where I work. Wow. From the muni lot, basically, to the federal building. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a little ways. Right. Yeah. So I'm out in the cold all the time. And I just... My lungs are just that bad. Just the way it is with me. So... Right. Well, I, I think this is the first time I've ever done the show without a live audience. It's been a long time since I Or someone I to, to play off with, of. Yeah, right. interact yeah, yeah, yeah. with IRC. Yeah. And in fact, that's unfortunately something I'm going to have to do this coming Saturday, uh, which I don't know if anybody will actually get this podcast prior to us going on the air Saturday. Only only the diehards probably will, will right. get it. I mean, no one's going to see it and like jump on it and download it right away, but uh, this is going to be a very abbreviated show if you're listening to the podcast, which you are. 
Um, it's probably only be about an hour long. We've got a lot going on, and we're kind of doing this on a work night, which sucks for both of us. Yes, I have to be up early in the morning. Tomorrow. As do I. I have to be at the office by six thirty. So six thirty. Uh, yes. Well, oh, I, I have to leave early for a, a doctor's appointment. Actually. Oh, okay. So well, that makes sense. I have to go in a little yeah. earlier because usually I'm, I'm up by six thirty, but I'm at the office by seven thirty. So I'm yeah, moving up an hour. Mm-hmm. You will not be here January 15th. No, I will not. My cousin Paul, who uh, has been my friend my entire life, he's, uh, I'm actually older than him by three months. So I've known him his whole life. Uh, he's getting married. I am in the wedding party. And Saturday is his bachelor party. So I obviously must attend. What do you have planned for his bachelor party versus what you and well, Mary did for I'm, mine? Well, I'm not the best man, so it's really not my call okay. as to what the uh, bachelor party is going to entail. Uh, the guy who's supposed to be in charge of it doesn't really know what's going on either. In fact, I called just before I left to see if something had been finalized. Right. And as it stands right now, you know, subject to change, you know, TBD, we're going to go to Dave & Buster's. Sounds familiar. We're going to eat, play the games, and then we're going to go down to the Embassy Suites, downtown Cleveland, okay. rent a hotel room, right? and uh, we'll leave it at that. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Fill in the blank, yes. <laughs> All right. That sounds hauntingly familiar. Hauntingly actually, familiar, yeah. From something we just did a few months ago. Yes, indeed. Indeed. But uh, I, it wasn't my call about the Dave and Musters. I was surprised about that when they, when they brought that up. So, I mean, not that I minded doing it. I no, I, I think Dave and Busters but is a good place. But then again, I, I liked the place that you chose to eat dinner at. Uh, for, oh, yeah. I've, I've eaten the there. I, yeah, I, we went to a place called Shinto, which is a, a yeah, Japanese... I forget how what the the term for it is, but they 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 bring out all the raw food in hibachi. front of you. The hibachi, yeah, hibachi. Yes, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. It it's was like a, a higher end Japanese steakhouse. Yeah, it's 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 very classy, uh, especially when you go uh, later in the night than the right, we which went. Was, okay, people you know show up in nice. Well, we had know, a lot nice of shit attire. to do, so we kind of had to go in the early. We did have to go kind of in the early. We had a lot afternoon. going on, so. But uh, yeah, I've 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 eaten there plenty of times because it's. Two minutes from my house. I've been meaning to take Mystic Mim there because we've been to Daishin Steakhouse in North Omaha, and that's not bad. Um, but Shinto, I thought was better. The last couple years, um, I've gone there for New Year's Eve, and it's always a pretty good, pretty good party. You go to a, ja- or a Japanese restaurant for New Year's Eve? Heck yeah, I do. Because oh, we go to White Oaks. Because so there's no, uh, there, there's no good Chinese restaurant in, in town. The only one that was, that's true. The only one that was in our town uh, closed, and now it's a Thai restaurant, which is fine. I, I don't yeah. mind Thai food, but it's not it's quite for not for New Year's. No, it's not really the same. Anyway, so Highlander, two major holidays have now passed, including Christmas. What did you get for Christmas? What did I get for Christmas? Yes. Uh, I am actually holding off, believe it or not. Uh, my, my parents are getting a, a lump sum. My mother retired from teaching okay. several years ago, and she took a buyout, which means that she retired early right. in exchange for her getting a check for about ten grand for the first five years of her retirement. That's, that's f- it? 50000 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Ten thousand each year. Okay, plus her pension. Plus her pension. That's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad. Ba- that's not a bad so package. Yeah. What What we decided to do was to hold off. Okay. And when she gets the check, right, which actually should be any day now, that's when uh, the Christmas will go on. You and I hog wild and spend all. Your um, money. I believe I'm going to blow it all on an iPad. You're really going to get an iPad. I really we want have, an iPad. That's one of the things that was at, the, I noticed the CES was last weekend. And I know uh, Octail, No Wise, and, and Doc Dead, and uh, uh, Hordak, and all the crew were down there. I, I saw and, the pictures. Like, right. And I followed some of that. And it was basically like the year of the tablet. Yeah. Everybody and their mother has a tablet out there. I'm telling you, Apple sneezes, and everyone else runs to wipe their nose. 
Well, you know, you know what? And I'll, I'll say this. I don't know. I still hold to the opinion I had earlier about the iPad is I have no personal use for it. However, um, I don't like Mar- Apple in general, but you got to love their marketing, man. They, are, they yeah. will get anybody to buy anything. For brand recognition, yes. I think Apple might have the best. Uh, maybe better than Coke. I was I was literally about to say maybe better than than Coke. You could or, make an argument, but or Disney. I mean, or Nike. Close. Steve Jobs is on the board of directors for Disney. Is he? He's wow. he's the number one shareholder because of Disney. Yes, because he he was the CEO of Pixar, and when Disney oh, bought Pixar, right. yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he had a windfall in stock. He's he's the largest shareholder of Disney, which automatically puts him on the board. So he's got to be. I don't know if he's got Bill Gates money, but he's up there. He's got a lot of money now. Yeah. So. Especially with the way Apple has been going, and, yeah. and you know, Apple really got re- you know rejuvenated when he came back, and they really, really did. Out, yeah. Like, look, yeah. we're getting our ass kicked in the in the PC market. We're never going to be able to compete with with Windows as far as that goes. Right. So let's do an end around. Let's you know pull an ender, slip the wall, and get behind them. Exactly. So bring out the iPhone, the i. Well, it all kind of start with yeah. the iPod. You know, to, just to just to give you a, an example, uh, my father plays the stock market now and again, and I remember telling him when Apple was at thirteen dollars a share. God, buy the stock. Man. Apple's going to be big. If Trust me. Kick yourself in the ass for not buying that. Thing. I yeah. I've, I remind him once in a while. I was like, remember when it was thirteen a share? <laughs> I told you. I wish I'd have done that for GM when they went. Uh, one of the girls at the oh, office yeah. bought it up and it was thirteen cents a share. Oh man, wow. she sold it when it went public because she switched it all over when it, when it switched changed. it to the new company. Yeah, I right. pulled in like thirty four grand. Nice. She's redoing a, a bunch of things on her house. Oh, good for her. Speaking of the house, yes. Before we continue with the iPad, uh, it looks like it's a done deal with ours. Uh, we signed a bunch of papers, and we're just waiting for it to wind its way through the bowels of the county. Fantastic. So hopefully, possibly, keep your fingers crossed, by this time next month, we'll be doing this from a much larger, much airier uh, location. Basically, the basement, ironically enough. Of the new house. But it won't be our parents' basement. It'll be my basement. <laughs> but um, Is it uh, furnished? Because I've, no, I've never, I've yet. never seen it. Not no, yet. No, no, no. Uh, okay. No, it's it's. Uh, so it's the stone walls. Right. The... We're gonna have to vacuum it up. I'm gonna have carpeting put in. I'm gonna put the computer desk. That I'm gonna buy in the corner. Um, then we'll set up the 50 uh, inch TV down there with the PlayStation Three. I got to connect. Or actually, my daughter got to connect for Christmas. I'll oh, okay. Little, I'll so you, you actually went and did that, huh? We okay. now have all three of the next generation consoles, the current generation, I guess. Well, I'll get to that there in a little while, wow. but. Um, so uh, the only drawback is that the furnace is down there, and this time of year in Cleveland, that thing kicks on. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure how, what kind of interference or if it's going to come over the microphone because these mics are Very exceptional. Sensitive. So yes. we'll have to test that out. I am going to put a drywall wall up with a door uh-huh. that blocks that off from the rest of the basement. Okay, from the furnace and the dryer and the washer, so we can actually, you know, hear each other. So right. But, uh, yeah, the agreement with Mystic Mim is she can have everything above ground. Everything below ground is mine. Stay the hell out. Ah, okay. So uh, you're you're building the man cave, yeah, so well, to speak. It's the war room, yes. I hate the man oh, cave. Oh, the war room? Yes, okay. I call it the good. war room. If you're going to build a war room, you need to have like a big, long Map. table in the middle. Yes, and I got that. nothing computerized. You have to have little figures that you push on long sticks. Right, and have a bunch of guys in Nazi uniforms exactly. pushing them. And always talking German and have some like clock that always counts down. Yes, have have like people <laughs> in the background typing on things for yep. no reason, looking at like rolls of papers they're going through. So actually, two minutes and counting. If we ever decide to go back to doing the old tabletop empires and arms type thing, I love that game. I got the space. Oh, I love that game. I got the space. Well, the problem is it takes like six months to play. That's the oh, only problem. Easily, easily six months to play. But it's great, especially the political backstabbing and all the bullshit. Oh, it's that goes fantastic! On. Yeah, they hated us. <laughs> 
France and Prussia can't be allied throughout the whole game. It just ruins it for everybody. That's not it my problem. Didn't, didn't ruin it for me. Nope. I, li- I, oh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I still remember that when the, the diplomacy phase, when Austria comes to me, like, you got to switch sides. You and I'm like, I'm Prussia. My army sucks. If I switch to France, is going to come over and roll on me. It's like, like so what, what, and I was playing France. Yeah, he was playing France. It was like, so, so, so what's going to happen when I switch over and you know France starts attacking me and I lose? It's like, well, I mean, I'm going to lose. I'm going to be out of the game in like two turns. He's like, well, yeah, you're going to lose, but you're going to go down in a blaze Blitz of glory. glory. <laughs> I was like, what kind of sales pitch is that? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. What a great idea. I, great, I'll do that. Let me pin Dave down and you go and rape France while I die. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't quite pan out too well for him. I believe no. I destroyed him, if, if memory serves. Yeah. And then you beat on him afterwards. You, uh, you made the Confederation of the Rhine, which is... Yes, um, which no one has in, done in that game. In empires and arms, that's a difficult thing to do, trust yeah. me. I conquered enough of Germany. It's, it's, for those who don't know, it's a tabletop game that requires a table probably, what would you say, like... Uh, like maybe two dinner tables? Yeah, like eight feet by... It's pretty big. Eight feet or something. Like that. It's a yeah. huge map. Yes. Huge map. And it's, uh, I think, up to nine players play this one. But it's Napoleonic era. It's an old tabletop Avalon Hill game. Really cool. Yeah. Was it like 1801 to 1815? Yeah, I think it starts during the pro-council days. Yeah, he's not, it's not Empire yet. Right. But yeah, that's when it starts. You've got France and you've got Britain, Prussia, Austria, Russia, the Ottoman Empire, Spain. Spain, yeah. The Ottoman Empire, which is right. horrible. It sucked. I, I always felt bad for whoever got stuck with the Ottomans because you just kind of sit there. All goddamn game, and you can't do anything. Yeah, and what you are you going to do? Attack wa- Russia? Right, or get killed. You yeah. just wait for them to get embroiled with the war with, with France, and then you just stab them in the back and rape them <laughs> in the ass. And then you go back and you sit around for the next three weeks of real time. See, the thing in two folks is that in this particular game, and it, yeah, that's why I think the the computer versions are much more popular because things move so much more quickly. But in this one, you literally, I mean, each move takes forever because everyone's got to move their chits. Then the next guy, then the next guy. If there's a battle, you got to roll dice, you yeah. got to do numbers, and it takes all well, the numbers. Then there's the diplomacy phase, which is what we were talking about earlier. It's right. where everyone like goes their separate ways, and then you do like shadowy dealings. Like you talk to you know, Britain will talk to Prussia and be like, okay, here's here's what we're gonna do. Okay, you're there's guys in the corner, guys. guys going outside because we used to play at the store. Yeah, you know, the guys are out and smoking, and they're around the corner. There's somebody in the back, like, where's Adam? Uh, yeah, he's talking to Spain. Uh, he's out in the corridor. I'm like, oh. That's not good. You see people you know, looking around, looking over their shoulder, talking in the corner. I'm like, that's not going to go well for me. And if, I was playing France that one, so nobody liked me. No. Everybody was, was gunning for me. Well, you're France. That's the whole I point know. of the game. I won. Well, we were winning when they, everybody quit. Yeah, you, it, it's tough to finish a whole game because it just takes so long. And eventually people, someone will blow up or something or else, usually during the diplomacy yeah, phase. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Stab me in the back. That's exactly F what happens. this game. That's, and then you just leave. Like, well, I guess we're down Russia. <laughs> That's exactly what happens, too. So he gets real pissed. You tell him, oh, yeah, no, I'll back you up. It's like you Monopoly. To- you're playing. It's like 3 in the morning. Like, just end it. <laughs> Jeez. They, well, the, th- and the thing is, you have to mark on uh, with a pen. You have to mark where everybody's army is because you've got to put it away until the next day. Pretty much, yeah. You have to. Or until the next week. Does it come laminated or? No, did- we, they laminated it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got the game. I bought it. I think you did too, didn't you? No, I never bought the game. I got it. It's up in the uh, closet behind Well, good me. for you because it's uh, not in print anymore. Right. Actually, I believe Jim tried buying Avalon Hill's uh, catalog. Wow. Sometime, I, obviously, he didn't get it, but well, I obviously tried. Not, yeah. Avalon Hill is unfortunately no longer in business, but a great right. tabletop war game company. Yes. If you like uh, really incredibly long games that are slightly nerdy in nature. I mean, but, we, uh, I mean, it depends on the game, but we would play At it. least you're not out killing people and uh, drinking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cling to our gods and 
<laughs> guns. But uh, no, it, it would play on a Saturday. We'd start off at like noon and play till I don't know one in the morning. Yeah, and we get like three turns. Long, done. Yeah, like three turns. Yeah, and each turns a month, and it plays for like ten years. So like like Highlander <laughs> said, it's about six seven months of real time. It takes play. a long time to finish that game, and that's if things are moving smoothly. Yes, and things never do because we're always got okay. I got to look in the rule book, and the rule book is like the Bible. So you got to <laughs> yeah, flip it through it like section forty two subparagraph three to see you know okay what happens when I flank you and. Where I'm in the forest and you're on a river fording, you know, it, it takes forever to figure it out. Still, it's fun. It's a hell of a game. It is. Yeah. An iPad, really? That's what. You, how much are the iPads now? Um, if I get the El Cheapo, well, that's version, the Wi-Fi version, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, five hundred. Okay, so what if it happens if you get the one that's got the uh, data the, plan, all the bells and whistles? Yeah. Uh, nine hundred. Dude, you can get yourself a mother of a laptop with that. You can play games on that. I thing. know. I know. So what, what's the appeal of the iPad? Just because it's a cool um, thing to have? Because you're a yuppie or what? Yeah, maybe to, to a degree. A lot of times I use my laptop when I'm in bed. Okay. So it's, for me, it's difficult to try to get it propped up to the correct angle so I can type stuff and look at things at the same time. It's got a virtual keypad that sucks. You're not going to be able to type it on it any easier. So I've, I've tried it at the Apple Store. It, it works okay for me. Hmm. So I, didn't, I, I did not like it. So you're holding off on Christmas until afterwards. That's correct. Yeah, yes. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I got like uh, I got like a sweater for my grandma and you know things like that. But uh, as far as for my parents, we're holding out from until where we the, get big the big presents come from. That's so right. Where the the rents they give you the big stuff. I see. You ever notice the older you get, like when you're little, yeah. you get a whole bunch of crap, yes. and the older you get, you get like the less thing. you get, but the more expensive, expensive it is. Are. Yeah. Well, your so, taste change. Yeah, you start off with like ten things at like you know ten bucks or whatever, and pretty soon you end up with one thing that's like you know four hundred bucks. What are the articles I wrote uh, for the website for vtwproductions.com uh, on the blog uh, location? If you look under the Empress Court blog, um, I mentioned that this Christmas was the first one in living memory in my many years on this earth that I did not ask for a video game of any kind from anybody for Christmas. You know, now I think about it, I didn't get a video game either. Um, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for a few of them, but uh, I am too. And I, March will have a couple that are that are dropping. And like I've mentioned before, it's a very Oriental taste for me. One for Dynasty Warriors, one for Shogun too. But the point being that for the first time, it really in my life that I can remember, I did not ask for nor receive a game of any kind. Wow. So, and you're right in that things like that are much more expensive when you get right down to it. You only get at one or two things. Mm-hmm. And a game you figure is about sixty bucks. That's that's a good chunk of change. No kidding. But what I did get is I got a, a, a wireless keyboard, a Logitech wireless keyboard nice. that Mystic Mim got for me. hundred bucks. The thing's wow. nice. It's right over there. I have not had a chance to hook it up. Is it uh, gaming related or is it just a wireless keyboard? It's a wireless keyboard. It's okay. not one of the Razer ones, which is good because I don't like the Razer one. To be honest, this one, the only thing I don't like about it is that the keys, she got the soft key one so that we can use it during the show and people oh, are okay. typing. I don't think I've ever heard the soft. Maybe, or maybe I have and I didn't know it was soft yeah, I mean, key, it still so I don't know. taps. You can kind of hear it, but uh-huh. it is very But soft. not like this one where it's right. like that. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like in that where how the keys here are raised. Right. And this one, the keys are down, so it doesn't make that click oh, sound. So okay. it does take some getting okay. used to. Bottom line, we're going to use this for the show because you can see what a pain in the ass it is setting this thing up yeah, uh, with, yeah. The, with a cord. So, I mean, that was pretty badass. Uh, what else did I get that was really cool? Uh, my daughter, as I mentioned, got the Kinect. My, the Baron Von Gosu, uh, her uncle, my brother, and my parents chipped in, got her a used Xbox 360. Okay. Which made legal tender, you know, 
all happy because now like oh you can get Halo. No, I, I can't. <laughs> you should get Halo and play with us. No, I'm good. But I we actually got a chance to use the Kinect quite a bit over the the break, especially well, on New Year's. How, had, how was it now that you've thoroughly tested it? Um, I equate it to the Wii in that it's cool when you have a bunch of people over. For a party, uh-huh. and that's it. And that's about, I mean, the kids have used her and her friends have come over and they use it for about an hour or so. And that was cool up until a few days ago. I've spent it's probably about a week since they touched it last or even asked about it. Uh. It's just kind of hooked up to the TV and it's there. The funniest part is because we did, um, we've been doing like the version of Wii Sports they have is Connect Sports. Okay. There's like right. track and field and there's bowling. And for the most part, it does read you pretty well. Okay. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to translate over to you know hardcore type games or or more appealing games to an actual gamer like a first person shooter. I don't see an RTS being workable on it at all. That would I yeah. I, man, I, don't, I don't know, know what you you do like point at the thing and point to where it's going to go. Problem, I, I, it's not that accurate. Okay. Um, the, the kind of a couple of funny things is that when the dog comes in the room because well, I have a pit bull and. This particular pit bull is kind of a wuss, and he's a lap dog. He has to be around people at all times. So you're sitting there doing the bowling thing. You're going through the motions of the bowling thing. Uh-huh. And, of course, the dog walks up to you and is looking at you. He walks in front of you, or you're waiting to switch out you know, between you and the next person bowling. Okay. So he'll walk through the zone of where this thing is scanning. Right. And it, it recalibrates itself down to the dog level. <laughs> so then you're waving your hand above your arms for like a minute and a half before it finally calibrates on you again. So that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. But what I do is, you know, a couple of funny things. I come up behind my daughter or like Mystic Man when they're trying to bowl or something, and I'll, you know, start dancing behind them, waving my arms, uh-huh. which is playing Mary Hell with the sensor. I can't figure <laughs> out what's going on. F- figures it's like Shiva with like four arms or something. Oh, that's hilarious. Or I'll run in front of her and I'll quickly bowl in front of her so it, it you know, it goes. And, <laughs> oh, four. Oh, that's yep. too bad. But uh, the funniest part of it is on this particular one is that there's a camera built into the sensor itself, an actual mm-hmm. camera. Okay. And it records everything you do. And at the very end, it'll play it back in video in like little two and three second clips. So it's funny. It shows you running up and then bowling or turning and talking or running up and bowling. And once we realize this, then, of course, all the antics begin. Because then you start looking at people in the background who are, you know, giving the old DX crotch shot. Right. You got people, you know, giving bunny ears and stupid stuff like that. And at the <laughs> end, it's got it'll record for like the, the victor. You can get up there and dance around and record and you can upload these to the internet and share them with other people. Really? Why you'd want to do that, I'm not sure, but I'm sure that would well, be kind of funny. We could probably look at it. That could be really funny. Yeah. We'll have, I'll have to take a look and see uh, people's winning dances on, was it on, like on YouTube or something? I or? don't know. What, I think I haven't tried it out yet, but I think it would um, XboxLive.com or whatever. Would oh, okay. Have it. Okay. Uh, I stand by my original opinion, which is it's a novel idea. It's not too novel because the Wii was already doing something very similar. I don't think it's going to translate over very well to somebody who's really into games. I think this this appeals more to the casual person who's only going to play once in a blue moon. Okay. Which I think, for the most part, is what the Wii market has. It's yeah. neat, it's different, but I think you had a, a very uh, poignant point a couple weeks ago before the break when you said, the technology that we're seeing now with the Kinect will probably won't come into fruition until the next generation consoles come out. Probably when not. they're able no. to refine it and actually give some thought in advance of what they're going to actually do for it. Yeah. So we'll see. It's it's cool. It's neat. I didn't have to pay for it, which was the best part of all. Free is always great. Now, there is a new console coming out that I am intrigued on, and I may decide to spend some money on it. The OnLive? No. I've, I've been thinking about getting that one, except I don't have an HDTV. No, then it, it doesn't re- help you. It requires an HDTV. I so. have two. Well, three if you count this one. Gotcha. 
I mean, HDTVs are pretty cheap these days. Yeah, they are. You probably get, you can get a 32 inch for like 350 bucks. That's not too bad. Or a Samsung, or, I mean, decent quality. Right. But uh, another console. Yes. I don't know well, this I, console. Yeah, it's a handheld. Oh. The Nintendo damn. 3D. I I don't know about this. Okay. Uh, I believe it comes out in March. It is okay. a handheld DS type of machine, uh-huh. type of handheld, but it's 3D. You put the glasses on. Okay. Everything's played in 3D. Hmm. It's going to retail for 250 bucks. Okay. For a handheld. For a handheld. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm intrigued by that. My daughter wants one in the worst way. The problem is she's not really into video games as much as her friends are. Gotcha. I think this is a buy for me because my friends have DSs and of now course. this is coming out. Right. So. Yeah. But I find it interesting. I would like to try it out a little bit before I bought it because I'm still not sold on the whole 3D thing. Uh-huh. I don't know that it has the legs for it, but it's going to be the first video game system out there that's going to be pretty much exclusively 3D. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Are you going to go to uh, the Baron's shop and More test than likely, it out? Yeah. He'll either get, I'll either try it out at the, at the store or hopefully he'll be able to bring a demo home. That's kind of what we do with the Kinect. And then we'll play around with it for a day or two and see what we think. Makes sense. 250 bucks is kind of steep for a, a handheld system. That is really, yeah. I you mean, you can get a, a regular system for that. Sure. I mean, I bought this this PSP, and I played through almost all of Final Fantasy Tactics, you know, the remake, uh-huh. and that's it. I haven't touched it in months. Ugh. I've got Air or not Air Guys. I'm sorry. What the hell is it called? I don't know. Dissidia. Final Fantasy oh, Dissidia okay. and Final Fantasy gotcha. Crisis Core. I meant to play them. You know, and I probably will once we get everything moved into the new house. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go back and play the consoles, games that I have stacked up behind me. But... I kind of run into a bit of a rut. Did you play any games or anything over the over the break? Anything that really catch your eye? You kind of get no. I I really haven't. And the problem is, I have my 360 downstairs in the main room, and uh, my parents and my sister use it for their DVD player. So it's kind of difficult for me to, you know, hog time to sit there while everyone else is around and you know play my you know play my games while everyone else is all you know hanging around and stuff like that. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to bring it back up into my room. Problem is, I don't have a TV in my room. Right. So I'd have to find a TV, put it in my room, and then bring the 360 up. Then, of course, they'll complain that there's no DVD player down there, so I'm going to have to get a DVD player and put it down there. And you can see how much of a hassle that's going to be just right. so I can, you know. You just need a regular games. DVD player or a Blu ray? Just a regular. Like I said, we don't have an HDTV at the moment. Okay, I so got no like reason. three or four DVD players. I mean, I, I can buy one for 20 one. bucks. Right. I'm yeah. I'm not yeah. worried. But so, still, like I said, it's it's the whole rigmarole of the whole thing. Right. So I haven't really played a whole ton of games. Um, the closest I've gotten is I've been watching a Let's Play of uh, Epic Mickey, which seems pretty cool. Really? Yeah. That's because you're a Disney mark. Of course I am. I, I thought a couple people, they were not thrilled with the game. But then again, I, mean, I think it's more for kids anyways. Kind of. And it's, it's, it's for Disney files because you, you, they put a lot of Disney history in there that if you know the history, you pick up on little things that they put in, and you're like, oh, look at that. How about that? That kind of thing. Remember when Disney was racist? Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah why Song of the South, ex- that's why Song of the South will never be released in uh, North America, ever. We'll have to bootleg it from overseas. Yeah, you have to. That's the only way to do it. Or remind they, me that one again. They released it VHS in Britain. Uh, that's the one, 1946. Right. Uh, it's uh, the stories of Uncle Remus, who's a... Uh, a uh, black guy, former That's slave. Right, the the he briar, tells, the uh, the briar patch. Yeah, yes. he tells stories to uh, to little bear white rabbit. kids. They're all about yeah. The stories he tells are about Brer Rabbit, Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox, and Brer Bear. They made an attraction out of it, Splash Mountain, but they will not release the uh, the movie. Because believe it or not, because it's, it's yeah, it's kind of racist. Yeah, kind of. 
But it's 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 a product of the times, you know. It's it, it is what it is. Believe it or not, the song from that Zippity Doodah. Yeah. Uh, first time Disney ever won the Academy Award for first song. song. First nice. time. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I know it's a kind of a tangent. We have articles to get to here, and we're actually we're actually going on. Longer than I thought it would, uh, which is fine. What do you think about them uh, censoring Huckleberry Finn? I think it's a load of crap. Crap. Yeah, I yes. do too. It's a load of crap. I think you're destroying the classics, and you're you're ruining the ability for people to get a sense and understand the thought process of yeah. people in the 1800s. And the culture that was existing right. at that time. If yeah. you want to avoid making the same mistake in the future, then you need to realize how it was and why it was sure. came to that mistake the first time around. But and, and it's kind of unfortunate that we're censoring the classics based on modern sensibilities. Yeah. Because well, 20 yeah. years from now, that may change where people don't care. And when the same words appear in rap songs that people download every single day and don't seem to have a problem with it, but in a, a classic piece of American literature... Yeah. I think there's something wrong. I know, yeah. I've I've never liked censorship of, of, uh, of, any of kind, books right. of any kind like that. It's 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 ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, well, I know what I, I I take that back. There is some censorship that I would enforce, like the uh, how to be a pedophile book. The how to be a pedophile. You book? didn't hear about this one? No, please. Yeah, some guy. Please, please tell me about the how to be Amazon. a pedophile. dot com took a hell of a lot of flack. This is only a couple months ago. Okay. There's a guy who wrote a book on how to be a successful pedophile. Uh-huh. All the different tips and tricks and strategies to seduce and get away with molesting children. Put it out there for sale. Put it on Amazon.com. Wow. And uh, as an ebook that you can download. So obviously Amazon took flack. Oh, yeah. They took a hell of a lot and they eventually yanked it. Uh huh. So now you can't find the book anywhere. And the guy has been arrested. Um, apparently, he's never actually done any pedophilia type things, molesting that they can figure out. But I guess the guy put it on his website. Mm-hmm. So a sheriff's department in Florida decided to buy a copy, had him personally autograph it, and then send a copy to a deputy who was masquerading as a pedophile. Okay. Okay, when they did that, I guess that he violated some kind of law about, I don't remember what it was, but they arrested him. So that, that's how they got yeah, it. Yeah, had him extradited, and they're, they're bringing him on charges on that. I see. But a book like that has no business being printed or ever seen the light of day. Yeah, that's I but that's uh, an ex- I mean that's an extreme difference compared to what we're talking about. It here. it seems like someone would do something like that just for publicity or just to raise the ire of of everyone else. Uh, well, that's a good way of doing it and putting yes. a crosshair on yourself. Exactly. Which if we've learned this past week is not a it's good idea. Not a good idea. Um having said that, so if games wise, I I did not play much at all no, I really of didn't anything either. new. I went back, I reloaded in uh, Rome Total War. And oh, I played, that one? Yes. Wow, I played that's it on Very hard, very hard. I played through the Solution Campaign and beat it. Then I downloaded or uh, uploaded uh, Medieval Total War 2 last nice. week. And I played through with Scotland, beat that one. Now nice. I'm playing as a Denmark. Nice. And that's kind of fun, kind of challenging, kind of cheesy. I played as the Byzantines. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. I, you I, have no friend anywhere. I, I actually gave up. I was doing fantastic. I had essentially reformed the Roman Empire. Right. And the only people that were left, um, there were some parts of Russia I had not yet conquered. Okay. And I think uh, the British Isles, I hadn't completely conquered them yet, which okay. is similar to the Roman Empire. And then all of a sudden, who shows up but the Golden Horde, Horde yep. out of nowhere? The Timurids. Gigantic, huge armies on the, on the eastern side. Stacks after stacks stack. after. Now, I, 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 was surprised at, I wasn't surprised that it came, but I figured it was going to come sooner or later. But I, I was surprised at how large of an army I was able to quickly field because my main army was way over in Western right. Europe. Yeah. Just with reserves, I was able, okay, let's pull everyone together. Oh, that's actually not too bad. 
got crushed. Crushed. Everybody in the And I turned off the computer because there was no way. It was just going to march right to Constantinople. There was no way I was going to be able to stop. That's the problem with it because it comes with like nine or ten stacks full. It's crazy. They're all veteran troops. They all have... Everybody, it's like everybody in the goddamn Mongol army has a bow. So not only do they fight as heavy infantry, they've all got bows, and they've got elephants with cannons it's, on their backs. It's crazy. It's crazy. I looked through history for some history books. I wanted to see this. I, I said, I want the to elephants know. elephants with the cannon on the back? Elephants with artillery on their backs. They have ones with rockets and ones with cannons. I'm like, I want to meet the man who looked at an elephant and said, let's strap a cannon to this thing's back, <laughs> shoot it, and have the elephant not freak out. But I, yeah, it was a stone cold bitch. Wow. I, I so far I've been winning the game before the the Tamerlane shows up with his monster. Nice, nice. But uh, this one I'm going to drag out. I'm playing as Denmark, and it's kind of cheesy. That's Denmark. Yeah, they have an army. No, that's the challenge. Oh, okay, I was going to say because it's it's Denmark. I don't even think is is Norway still part of Denmark nope. at that time. It's uh, at this time it's uh, free. Denmark has only just been recently founded in in this game when it starts. Oh, okay. All right, this starts about the time of the Second Crusade. Holy jeez! So I'm sorry, the First Crusade. So what I did was I expanded into Germany a little bit and I waited because the computer's got a cool thing where every now and again the, the medieval Total War takes place as the name in, uh, implies in the medieval period, and every now and again the Pope will get a bug up his ass and he'll call for a crusade. Ah. This is the greatest thing you know, in creation for this game. You take a couple of you know, scrubby troops, you put them with some general you don't give a damn about, and you, you make them take the cross, and they go on crusade. They got, now get to move 25% further, and they get to buy up all these cheap troops. You know, Crusader knights, Crusader pilgrims, Crusader you know, foot, you know, uh, men of arms, for like pennies on the dollar. So you're buying like this huge army of decent soldiers, because they're all going to Jerusalem or wherever the, the crusade right. is. yeah. And I just conquer every damn thing in the way. That's hilarious. And I just, I've got Denmark and like Antwerp and uh, I think like Bruges and the hell, I think I've got uh, uh, Mecklenburg or something like that. Okay. It's like five cities and that's it. Oh, I've got Northern, Northern Scotland too because they pissed me off. I wiped out the <laughs> Scottish. And then that's I've got awesome. all, of, all of the Middle East. I went in Crusade. All just, the Middle East. I just, all, I just, all, all the Middle East is uh, Denmark. Yes, I, I put the Egyptians to the sword. Like fuck them, I kill. I got Jerusalem, Acre, Gaza, Antioch, Cairo, Alexandria, Baghdad, all of them. See, I didn't have any crusades because Sacked I was Orthodox. All. Although it was fun when to see <laughs> Rome one hundred percent Orthodox. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. The game actually is based. Uh, will actually um, react to you based on the religion that you are. Like yes. you're playing the business, you're Orthodox Christian. Orthodox Christian. Okay, well, the problem is in this game is none of the Catholic nations like you. No. And Neither of course, do, the Muslims hate, hate you your well. guts too. So you've got one friend in the, in the world and that's it, and that's the Russians. That's about it. And they've got, don't have a pot to piss in. Which so. is why they were the last ones pretty much left. They didn't even bother. They weren't attacking me. Right. So you have crusades of jihad crossing over your territory yeah. all the time. And then there, and then at that point there were little riots popping up here and there all the time. So I'd always have right. to quell that. The Pope rose up out of nowhere one time and pissed me off. <laughs> Showed up out of nowhere like, Pope, Pope, where the hell did you come from? The fourth. <laughs> With 100,000 men. Like, what did, what, did you have a factory in the back making them out there? <laughs> so did you do, put them all to the sword? I, I killed them all. I, 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 this may seem cruel, but I take it like a Muslim city or any, whatever, as, if it's an opposing religion to the uh-huh. one I'm playing. Oh, Rome? Oh, of course I put Rome it, to the sword. If I'm far hell away, yeah, I did. Yeah, slaughter the population. I, I put my best priests in there, let the Orthodox just slowly yep. rise up. So they hilarious. stop revolting. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. It's kind of buggy. But have you made it to the New World yet? No. Uh, the game that I had didn't have the New World. I, I didn't have that expansion or anything. It was just Medieval Europe. Total War Two. 
No, it was, it was Medieval Total War. Oh, you're playing the original. The original, yeah. Dude, before you leave tonight, I will show you elephants with cannons on their backs. <laughs> Fighting Incas? Yeah, no, <laughs> yes, actually, I was able to buy a couple mercenaries, but you, you don't know the Mongols until you see the ones in this version. Oh, that's crazy. Jesus Christ. No, I went to the New World. Well, the Mongols were the best at that right. time period. The oh, best. yeah. The best. This one's, these are the Mongols under Tamerlane, though, when they come in. They're the, the Indian Mongols. Okay. Real bastards. No, but, uh, and they've got the, uh, those uh, rocket launchers, those Korean rocket launchers. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That the ones have, that fired like 100 arrows. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever watched Mythbusters. Yes, recently, I saw they, that they, yes. episode, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this one's got the new world in it. Eventually, if you play long enough and you, you get the right thing, because there's different guilds in the game, you can actually get on a boat and cross over the ocean to the new world. Do they have the whole New World? Uh, most, I think it's. I mean, maybe all of maybe South, the Arctic or whatever. South America, Central America, and the southern part of North America. Wow! Aztecs, Incas—they're all there. And I mean, there's like huge amounts of money out there. You can make like chocolate, gold, um, tobacco, tobacco, slaves. That it's big. all yeah. Tobacco's big in the North America too. You land there, and there's they're everywhere. It's like the friggin'. Mongols are just, and they're all dressed up as weird animals and cougars and eagles and all kinds of shit. I gotta think they'd be easy to take out though, or, or is it are. just their sheer, their sheer numbers? Oh, the sheer numbers, and they're good if they get hand to hand. But you know, they weren't too good. They've never invented the crossbow or the cannon, so they right. got you know mowed down. That and I had the the <laughs> knights hospital. In this version, I had the knights hospital, which is another cool thing. You can actually get one of the military orders depending on who you are. Nice. If you're like the Holy Roman Empire, you can get the knight, the Teutonic Knights. The Teutonics, yeah. If you're Spain, you can get the Knights of Santiago. Okay. If you're anybody else that happens to be Catholic, if you go on enough crusades, you can either, and it's completely random, you either get the Knights Templar or you get the Knights Hospitar. And there's some badass cavalry, either one. And nice. you can build them. They have a, like a commandery or a chapter house that, that randomly appears. The computer t- decides who gets what. Now, can you, like with the Templar, can you keep them? Yep. Or, or do yep. they leave in nope. 13 or whatever? Nope. Okay. They're yours. I mean, some of the historical events do occur, like, you know, the King of France says, you know, put him to the sword, or, the, you know, Pope Clement says, you know, F him. Right. But I, those happen, but it's really just an event in game. It really doesn't mean Oh, okay. okay. Besides, if you haven't beaten the game by the time that rolls around, there's something wrong. It's not that hard of a game. Well, now that we spent the first hour just... Talking about stuff that, you, that you, with, you probably don't even care about, but... Uh, yes. We do, and it's our show, so, so. suck it. <laughs> We're picking up right where we left off. That's All right, right, let's get let's hit a couple of articles here. Uh, I do want to do the quickening. I know it's a really short one. Yeah, there's, there's only two questions. Only two people sending questions. Well, I mean, well, the Christmas time we and all that. Off, so. so yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's just hit a couple of these. And this is the, you said this is actually kind of funny. This is yeah, cool. there's there, there's some good ones and some and ones, but uh, it should be good. From OneUp.com, the uh, best industry quotes of video the video game industry for 2010. Yeah, these are all quotes from people that are in the industry, and it's usually uh, very snarky talking about other people. Hilarious stuff. So why don't you go ahead and read some of these off? All righty. Okay, this, this section is called Tell Us What You Really Think. Uh, it was such a bollocking use of waste of space, just getting stuff on it was ridiculous. Codemasters Vice President Gavin Cheshire on the PSP, making excellent use of the modifier bollocking. <laughs> we thought that there would be something that would emerge because we figured it was a sort of untenable, oh yeah, we understand that these are the rules now, but it's such a train wreck that something will have to change. Valve CEO Gabe Newell on Microsoft's protective and restricted policies for Xbox Live, which still haven't changed. This, this is a good one here. Our Spider-Man games have sucked for the last five years. They are bad games. They were poorly rated because they were bad games. 
Activision CEO Bobby Kotick appraising the games his own company released. Wow. Well, I tell you what, Bobby Kotick blows a lot of smoke up a lot of people's ass. Because oh, he... there's there's more from him. <laughs> believe me. But I, I agree with this, and I'm glad to see he's being a little honest. You know, yeah, his I've, company blows many ass. I I played Spider. The only one I can think of was Spider Man Three. I played, and that was nothing. It was it was Grand Theft Auto Spider Man. It's it's a rule of thumb that. A, moving, game a, a movie game movie is sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. All right. This one's called The Perils of Prognostication. My guess is for Natal, which is really important for them, they're going to price it at or below cost. Talking to my hardware specialist colleagues at Wedbush, it's about $50 in cost. Analyst Michael Pachter's prediction before Microsoft announced the $150 price for Connect. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Yeah. It was tough for me because it's Mike's job to analyze these things. You know what, Mike? I knew you were wrong. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford addressing Pactor's prediction that Borderlands was being, quote, sent to die. Yeah. And then here's uh, Michael Pactor. I don't think I've gone a week without having an incorrect prediction. Nobody cares if I'm right except fanboys. Michael Pactor admitting what we already knew. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's one called, well, we got that settled. Quote, most people think that home is shit. I'm here to say that it's not. Home content developer Vimy Kirk's Erwing, I guess it's a Kirk Ewing, Ewing making Ewing. a bold claim. Uh, no one ever used it. It was no. terrible. It was absolutely horrible. I'm surprised. Is it even still around? No, I, if it is, no one plays it. I was glad. That's why I, I was yeah. like, home? Really? We're talking about that? And, uh, oh, this one is hilarious. The false denials of David Jaffe. These, uh, these three quotes are all from David Jaffe. By the way, I wish we were making a new Twisted Metal. Making a game you've already worked on is tons easier because your core blueprint is already there. Jaffe denying via Twitter that is yet to be announced a game was Twisted Metal. I love Twisted Metal. The original PlayStation, that was a I great series. Yeah. Amused and surprised people not seeing Pactor's comment as a joke it was. Hell, I don't care. Come E3, I'll be sitting right here at my Mac. Jaffe once again denying via Twitter that his new game is Twisted Metal after Pactor seemingly slipped it during a games trailer special. To me, giving fans an actual genuine E3 surprise was more valuable than sort of being totally honest when people ask me questions. Jaffe explaining his past denials <laughs> when his new game turned out to be, be twist. Twisted Metal. <laughs> oh, try remember what the hell the guy was that, that drove around the ice cream truck. What the hell was his name? Uh, he was a clown. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't know. An hour after we go off the air. You'll probably theory. remember, yeah. I remember. All right. All right, these two are uh, from Roger Ebert. It's called, I think we beat I it out of him. Going. First one, I remain convinced that, in principle, video games cannot be art. Film critic Roger Ebert revisiting the debate he started five years ago. I would never express an opinion on a movie I hadn't seen, yet I declare as an axiom that video games can never be art. I still believe this, but I should never have said so. Some opinions are best kept to yourself. Ebert, just three months later. So he admits that he would never make an opinion based on something he never saw. But yeah, he's he going to stand by his opinion exactly. that video games aren't art, having never actually played one. And the only thing he's sorry about is that he told everyone his opinion. Right. He's Kiss not sorry. my ass, yeah. you robot-sounding fuck. All right, go ahead. This one, I, I get a kick out of this one. Uh, this one's called, You Know Whom I Mean, Wink. I don't think we're arrogant anymore. I think we can name a company that is a fruit that is in the news a lot about their arrogance. I think they've taken the mantle from us if we were ever arrogant. Sony Computer Entertainment Australia Managing Director Michael Epfram, we think subtly referring to BlackBerry? <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Exactly. 
Yeah, we've seen this. We talked about this one. Yes, we did. Yes, uh, this these are called on the state of Japanese development. I look around Tokyo Games Show and everyone's making awful games. Japan is at least five years behind. And former Capcom R and D head Kaiji in a in a fune dismaying. And we had this discussion a couple weeks ago when the, or a couple months ago when this first came out. Yeah, and he was right. I mean, it's right that it seems like everything out of Japan is the same, same stuff again and again, and again. Crap. Yes. yes, there's nothing new coming out. All right, here we go. Here's here's a fune once again. The really big wall that the Japanese game industry is hitting is the changing of its creators into salary men. There are a lot of people who take their company's commitment for granted and don't work as hard as they should. This could be said of the entire industry, and of course, Capcom is no exception. And the last one is from Hideo Kojima, which is, of course, famous from Metal Gear Solid. The West is very motivated. The designers and to-be designers in the West have the focus, ambition, and ability to make their dream become true. So it is not the Japanese technology or culture that is losing. We are lacking the motivation. Well, uh, I guess that's true to a point. I mean, I, I don't think their technology or anything is, is behind ours. If anything, it's in front of us. No, the the problem is that like we like we just mentioned it's, it's very formulaic it, it, it's not necessarily the gameplay it's it's how they present the game right the stories are the same the characters look the same you know their motivations are the same yes and and i don't know necessarily that it's that they're just coasting i think it's just they don't have any new ideas and i don't which is very weird considering you know japan the way they come about some of their stuff. I, I recently read an article. In fact, no, we talked about this. The Sega games are putting in toilets, the P games. Yes. Yes, they want to take those worldwide now, not just in Tokyo. Really? They want to put them everywhere. Okay. That Sega wants to do this. And I think to myself, this is the kind of creativity, while it's, I think, going in the wrong direction. Right. I mean, obviously, somebody is thinking outside the box. Why someone's, can't they yeah, do this in the, main, in the mainstream core of gaming? You know, the Japanese really brought console gaming to the forefront. I, I mean, sure. we can say the Golden Age and Atari and Coleco and all that, but when Nintendo hit the scene, everything changed. Yes. And the Sega. Atari the dropped the gauntlet and Nintendo picked it up. Right. And then beat them with it. Exactly. So, and it's just weird how everybody else here in America has kind of passed them by. And it is just blowing the doors off. Yeah. So... But you know what? Maybe this is what they needed, a bit of competition. Maybe, you know, it's the same thing with the car, you know, crunch in the 80s where it was between us and Japan. Yeah. Who wanted to do the, you know, outdo the other? We'll see. We will see. All right, this is called The Internet Ruins Everything. If you thought you were sick of the memes, I was sick of it way ahead of you. For instance, cake. I've had enough cake jokes. I absolutely do not want to try and resurrect a three-year-old meme. Portal writer Eric Wolpaw on what won't be in Portal 2 confirming even the most beloved well can be tapped dry. <laughs> this one is weird. Uh, this one's called Dude Bro. Dude Bro 2 follows the exploits of elite soldiers John Dude Bro and his sidekick Habernus Chicken as they chase anyone who threatens the world's brodosity, an arms dealer, a voodoo priest, an evil glee club, and more. This is the NeoGAFS community's press release announcing the development of satiric indie game Dude Bro... My shit is fucked up, so I got to shoot slice you too. It's straight up dog time. I guarantee that to be a bestseller. I'd Based on the name alone. That's almost as good as uh, Charles Barkley shut up and jam died in. <laughs> which I've seen a let's play of. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, we got to get that game and play it. Uh. All right, this one's called Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Capcom. Rightly or wrongly, Capcom of Japan is convinced that Joe Sixpack here in America love goddamn Frank West. He will be making appearances in as many games as they can get him into. 
Capcom community manager Seth Killian on Dead Rising's uh, All American Hero. Okay. Uh, what's the one thing to tap that well dry? Too? I guess I didn't think he was that great of a. Uh, I didn't character. I mean, it was all right. He takes pictures. All right, this one's called Thanks But No Thanks. My feeling is why? Why would any game designer want to do that? What's the point of having two creative leads together and why, I, why would I want a film director to help me make a game any more than they would want me to help out with their films? In our industry, there's too many people starstruck of the movie world, jumping into deals with some big movie director just because they're big film directors. Irrational Games creative director Ken Levine on turning down a past offer to work with an unspecified film director. And then you got games trying to turn in movies like with World of Warcraft, which has gone nowhere. Exactly. And who the hell was in charge of it? Sam Raimi has it now. Of the he? World of Warcraft movie? Yeah. I thought it was Sam Raimi. Yeah. I mean, I have hope for it since Raimi's got it, but... Eh, All right, here's, here's some fun ones here. The case of Schaefer ah, versus yes. Kodak. His obligation is to his shareholders. Well, he doesn't have to be as much of a dick about it, does he? <laughs> I think there's a way he can do it without being a total prick. It seems like it would be possible. It's not something he's interested in. Double fine president Tim Schaefer holding back no punches when it comes to Bobby Kotick. Tim Schaefer's comment that Bobby Kotick, quote, makes a big deal about not liking games, quote, it just isn't true. Bobby has always been passionate about games and loves the video game industry. Marianne Latif, Activision Blizzard's senior vice president of corporate communications, defending her boss. These are the case of Kodak versus Electronic Arts. Look, EA has a lot of resources. It's a big company that's been in business for a long time. Maybe it'll figure it out eventually, but it's been struggling for a really long time. The most difficult challenge it faces today is great people don't really want to work there. Ah! Kodak on Activision's biggest competitor. Kodak's relationship with studio talent is well documented in litigation. Nice. His company is based on three game franchises. One is a fantastic, persistent world he had nothing to do with. <laughs> One is yeah. in steep decline. Yep. And the third is in the process of being destroyed by Kodak's own hubris. That would be StarCraft. EA Corporate Communications VP Jeff Brown retaliating. I, both of them trading broadsides. Isn't that hilarious? Both landing shots. <laughs> I, score is tied at one apiece for that one. Okay, here we go. The last last two. Uh, 2010's requisite Molunism. I'm really scared when I go out and tell people what it is they're going to get super pissed off. They really are. But it's the right thing to do, man. I'm sure it's the right thing to do. Peter Molyneux, before the first big public showing of Fable 3, referring to, uh, we think it turned out to be about Fable 3's lack of a HUD. Man. And the final one, uh, 2010's requisite Kojimaism. No. The next, Ridge Racer. The next project will challenge a certain type of taboo. If I mess up, I'll probably have to leave the industry. I remember that. Hideo Kojima referring to who the hell knows what. I remember that. And yet no one, I mean, he never came out with anything. It was supposed to be this big thing that it was going to revolutionize the industry. He was going to take gaming in a whole different direction no one ever even considered. Right. And nothing ever came of it. No. I mean, no rumors, no speculation. Nobody had a clue. I mean, he got everybody talking, and as time went on, people just kind of forgot he was there. He never resurfaced and never said anything, and nothing ever came of his, of his you know, yeah. post. So. so who knows what that was all about. Yeah. Oh, Biomed says, congrats on beating us in the Sugar Bowl. That's right. I forgot Biomed Alchemist is from Arkansas. Oh, well, nobody's perfect. Right. So, ha, suck an ad. Go Bucks. Speaking of Bucks, hey, are, are you going to start watching college basketball now, sir? Now they're the number two ranked team in the country. Is uh, good, and, and they might one. be number one could because be, yeah, Duke right, lost. Yes, but usually, um, 
in college basketball, it's it's rare for a team to go perfect. So even you know teams with one, two, or even three losses can still be number one. So it's not necessarily a fact that Ohio State will be number Ohio one. Ohio State has been has been perennially in in the uh, March Madness tournament for years now, and they've been yes. ranked in the top four several times. So that's not Very surprising. Much, no. It was nice to see him beat Michigan last night though by four points. Well, at least they beat him. Yeah, I, I, I wish they would have beat him by more. But I, a win is a win is a win. And again, you take records and all that. When it's Michigan, Ohio State, you throw them out the window. That's right. So uh, you think uh, Michigan's new football coach is going to do anything? I was about to ask you. No, I don't. I don't he's, think so either. He's from San Diego State. He was at Ball State. And he's at San Diego State. So he basically went from like high school to junior college. Exactly. Now he's at Michigan, and he's got a face against Jim Tressel and whatever that douchebag is at Michigan State. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Even if he wants to. It's going to take them a couple years to build up that cesspool. Joe Pod, eat them alive. There's three things you need when you play Big Ten football. Defense, a running game, and... A good kicking game. There you go. Yeah. And they won't have any of it. So it's going to be a while. Uh, but what do you think of the coach of the Browns they announced today? I'm not that overly impressed. I'm not either. Because, uh, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, St. Louis's offense didn't exactly light the world on fire last year. Uh, well, they're saying Sam Bradford, a rookie quarterback, had 18 touchdowns and 3,500 yards, and it's best in Spade Manning, and that's it. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. What, is, it, what, what, what does that have to do with the offensive coordinator? Uh, good mean, question, but that's what, they're, that's what they're touting. That's what they've been talking about on the radio all day. Correct me if I'm wrong, Highlander, but haven't the Rams had a worse record, a r- worse set of, of losing years than the Browns have? I think so. They've yeah. been in the gutter. We're right along with us for 10 years. We're going to go grab their offensive coordinator. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's, he's a homeroom guy. <laughs> Unless they wouldn't have picked him. They're going to do the West Coast offense in friggin' Cleveland, Ohio. I know. It's, it's going to be uh, pass first, pass second, pass third. On, so. With 15-degree weather on a frozen turf with six inches of snow on the ground. I don't, I, I don't, think, I don't think we have the wide receivers for because the West Coast is going to be, have what, four wide receivers all the time, The right? worst receiving core in the NFL, bar none. I know. I don't understand. Bar none. I mean, it would be Massaqua, Cribs. That's not even Stucky. that great. And Rubisky. A Rubisky, yeah. So Shoot got- me in the head. Put me out of my misery. They better go out and find a wide receiver. They're going to they're gonna kick off for the first preseason game, and we're going to say, ah, oh, there's always next year. Just like when the Indians have first pitch in 79 days, ah, oh, there's always next year. It's always, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Come on, 500. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> on the road to mediocrity. Geek.com, 50,000 stolen iTunes accounts up for auction in China. It's always China. If you're With all that stuff, it's always China. Of course. It's just like, you know, when I used to work at that uh, sports store, I used to tell stories when I used to do the uh, radio show on uh, clanwoodg.net. Or, uh, yeah, it's, well, .net now. We would have to check a lot of the Callaway, uh, high-end Callaway golf clubs that came in because most of them, literally most ones we saw were Chinese ripoffs. Jeez. That for every one that they would make in China, legitimate cop or legitimate you know club, they would make two uh-huh. or three. Instead of titanium, they'd make them out of like steel. Cheap knockoffs. Unbelievable. Anyways, if you're unsure as to how important it is to keep your iTunes account details secure, look no further than China, where 50,000 stolen accounts are being auctioned off on the popular Chinese site Taobao, T-A-O-B-A-O. What's surprising here is not just how many accounts are available, but how much they are being sold for. You can pick up one for just one yuan or 15 cents. So that's how much a yuan is? Yes. I did not know that. Each account has an associated active credit card on the, of the person whose account has been stolen. It's also stated that the account will be good for about 12 hours, allowing the buyer plenty of time to max out the card before it gets canceled. 
The matter is made worse by the fact that Taobao is in no hurry to remove the auctions. Unless they get a complaint about a specific auction, they don't take any action. A statement from the company made this clear. Quote, We take all reasonable and necessary measures to protect the rights of consumers who use Taobao, of our sellers and of third parties. Until we receive a valid takedown request, we cannot take action. You know, there's, there's such a thing when you see something happening right in front of you and you don't take any action on it. It's, it's called negligence. And it seems to me as though these people on the site are practicing some extreme negligence on their part. However, you are assigning a Western view of business and business practice to an Eastern um, setup, an Eastern business. They don't look at it over there the same way we do. And I've, I, this is actually, if you've noticed the books I've been reading quite a bit frequently, uh, or quite frequently recently, they've all been Chinese in, in relation to one way or another, culture, right. history, what have you. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very us versus the world attitude over there right now. These auctions that are being, these, these accounts are being stolen are primarily from being taken from people outside of China. They're not. Oh, I'm sure they all are outside right. of China. Yeah. So they don't care. It's not hurting them. It really is a very us versus the world attitude over there. So something like this does not surprise me. If this was eBay, they'd be crashing people left and right. They'd be taking everything down because that's what eBay does. But again, they have a Western philosophy of business. In China, this is, we're putting the screws to you know, Europe or some Americans. So who cares? What are they going to do? Come on, they can't come get us. They can't come block us. They, can't, they can barely do anything in China because they block everything we do. So that's not surprising. And you know, and people are able, if you want to debate me on that or, or you think I'm being too harsh or I'm wrong, Emperor 1G at Cox.net, tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, as, as far as, 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 far as I knew, China. I thought China's always been like that. Yes. I mean, you know, how long was China closed off to the rest of the world? You know, for what, hundreds, uh, hundreds of years. Of years yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's always been an us versus them. They've always had, had a very high opinion of themselves versus the rest of the world. And now that they're coming back into their own after being the world's punching bag for 100 years. You know, they've got a chip on their shoulder, so things like this do not surprise me. You know, they're constantly trying to break into our government computers. They're constantly trying to pull some kind of espionage bullshit. They just launched that Chengdu stealth fighter. Looks awfully familiar. Looks just like ours. So, you know, again, this kind of nonsense does not surprise me. It sucks, though, you're right. You think that a company would at least... You would think they would be honorable. No, that's not there. All right, uh, we'll do this one, last one, then we'll get to a couple our our segments. We got to get out of here. It's going on at ten o'clock. All righty. All right, this is from EscapistMagazine.com. Activision sued over online multiplayer in Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. Yeah, this, this is this is pretty hilarious, right? If Walker Digital has its way, Activision Blizzard will have to pay up big for allowing online multiplayer in its games. Digital business corporation Walker Digital, parent company of Priceline.com and holder of hundreds of patents, recently filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard and Zynga for infringing on one such patent involving a, quote, distributed electronic tournament system. The titles that Walker says infringe on its patent run the gamut from the entire Call of Duty series to World of Warcraft. At the heart of the matter is a patent issued to Walker Digital in 2002 for a, quote, database-driven online distributed tournament system. The expanded patent describes, quote, a method and a system for a distributed electronic tournament system 
in which many remotely located players participate in a tournament through input-output devices connected to a central controller which manages the tournament. Walker Digital names Activision Incorporated, Activision Publishing, Activision Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment, and Zynga in the lawsuit, alleging that 24 of their products are infringing. These include most of the company's popular online titles, such as both Modern Warfare games, World of Warcraft and its expansions, DJ Hero, Mafia Wars, and even the Wii remake of GoldenEye 007. The lawsuit doesn't nail down a specific amount of compensation Walker Digital feels it's owed yet, but says this number will be, quote, ascertained through discovery or at trial. Considering the scope of the titles named, it'll likely be gigantic. Last month, Walker Digital filed a lawsuit against Facebook over a patent regarding the management of information about one's self, so the company appears to be trying to make its bones by patent trolling to some degree. And I concur. I was going to say, this sounds to me like someone's trying to play the real lottery, which is, in this country, a lawsuit. You have a better chance of becoming rich off or suing somebody or someone as opposed to actually buying a lottery ticket and hoping your number comes up. Oh, I agree. Yeah. This is some bullshit right here, but you're right. This is, this is taking a very vague comment over what is probably a very vague patent and trying to go after as many people as they can. Sure. Activision is being targeted right now because they're in ascendance. All of their franchises are doing fairly well. Yes. Now, we can argue whether or not those games are actually good, but, but people are buying them. Say, that's yeah. right. Call of Duty especially is doing fantastic. World of Warcraft is retained a good chunk of its player base. Right. StarCraft 2, no one plays. But, oh God, I feel bad about that too. I, I've, I've abandoned that game. Have you really? Uh, I've abandoned Already? all the, Yes, I Jeez. want nothing to do with it. They finally released a patch that had uh, chat, uh, chat channels in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's about the third of your screen. It's not a full screen chat. It's in a real tiny window. It's hard as hell to read. It's annoying as hell to kind of get through. No clan support. I, I would have rather they'd not done it at all. Yeah, man. that's what pretty much the prevailing opinion right now is. Why did, you know what? Just put it back the way it was. If you're going to shit all over us after telling us you were going to put institute it, then don't bother. I mean, just making a, just making a crappy little you know version of it only compounds the problem. It doesn't alleviate it. If you don't care, it's pretty obvious when you do this. You know, address the game balance, which of course people are still complaining about. But you know, and somebody brought up an interesting point where it took Brood Wars release to really bring the game into balance. Um, right. I mean, and, and especially for like StarCraft, StarCraft One, it took them years to get it right. really finely tuned, balanced to the point where people could play it professionally and make money. How it? fast was it that that Brood War came out after the original StarCraft? Um, I well, want to StarCraft was, came out in ninety seven. I would, I would assume Brood War came out in 98. See, 98 I thought it actually 99. came out pretty quick. Uh, I thought so, too. Let's, let's take a look. All right. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Isn't that incredible how Wikipedia seems to be like the, yeah, the knowledge I, database I hate, of the world? I hate using it, too, because it's, I find it to be very you ever see? Do you, you ever see the uh, college humor thing? Uh, no. Professor Wikipedia? <laughs> it's no. really funny. It's basically it's, it's a guy dressed up in a tweed suit. And he starts talking about something. I forget what it is, but it doesn't matter. But the students interject, and so he keeps changing it every time. And then they say, I want to know about the X-Men. And then he just starts talking about the X-Men for no reason. November 30th, 1998. All right, so it came out about a year later. Oh, it came out a year yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, the original, where is it? StarCraft. Let's see when that released. Like I was says, the game is especially popular in South Korea. Here it is. Yeah, so I was right. It was released on March 31st, 1998. Oh, wow. So that so came I, out like yeah, six I did, months later. I thought it was seven months. I seven months to date. Well, yeah. shows what I know. So the question is, people are starting to, and I, I saw this, people are saying, okay, well, wait a minute. It's been seven months now. 
So does that mean we're going to start seeing the next StarCraft expansion come out to try and fix the problems of the first one? Uh-huh. Well, no one's heard anything about it. So a lot Sounds of people, like there isn't going to be one. Well, I, there is going to be one. but I, Well, they I, have to come up with those other two games at least. So I'm, sure, I mean, they, I'm sure they've been working on it. I mean, right. They can't just been sitting on it. Now, this just caught my eye. Hang on. Final Fantasy really? Thirteen gets a sequel? A domain name to, for Final Fantasy XIII-2 has been registered. It's been revealed. The web address was issued by a company who previously registered domains for several Square Enix properties, according to UFFsite.net. It is speculated that an announcement could be made at the firm's Japanese showcase next week. Last year, Square Enix refused to rule out the possibility of a direct sequel to the game. The first one was a clusterfuck <laughs> of corridors, corridors, more corridors, and a story with so little exposition that I had to post this on the forum to try and figure out what the fuck was going on. I look forward to the sequel. <laughs> Sarcasm. It, I, I, I couldn't play it. I kept waiting for the story to start, and I was 30 hours into it, and I realized, oh, this is the story. The problem is Jeez. the game sold very well, and when you look at it as pure numbers, I mean, that's really what you get down to. Oh, uh, that's horrible. Well, hopefully they'll learn their lesson when they make the sequel. Speaking of pure numbers, I'm really hoping Tron Legacy keeps going because it just has not generated the amount of money that I thought it was going to. Um, it's, it's definitely made its money back. Now, see, that's up for debate because originally Disney was claiming it, was, it had a $300 million budget. And they maintained it for a while and they came I've, back I've and said... I've seen that. Now it's, it's like 175. Yeah. Well, as of right now, um, I think it was like $330 million. I mean, we can take a look real quick. Oh, I didn't think it was that high. Oh, it's that high. Yeah. You can go right back on Wikipedia. And I, I'm going to. I thought it was a, a, like 220 or no, something. No, 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 no. It's made a lot more money than that. Good. It's well, I'm not, glad because that means there'll be a, a It's third not movie. a bomb. Don't understand. See, there we go. Oh, 293. Okay. I thought it was up to 300. All right. Million. So budget says 170. Okay, again, this is Wikipedia. So you right. take Budget like a, 170 million, gross 294. Million. Million. So it's approaching making double its money, which is good because I want to see the next movie. I want see, to see. I, I think it's going to happen because remember, I was on that Disney site before right, where you yeah. were doing your thing there. We, we've been debating about it, and the, the consensus we came up with is it, Disney, no matter, no matter what the revenue is going to be on this, unless it totally tanked, Disney was going to back this big time because they need a boy franchise in the worst possible way. Because they have nothing. They re- the only thing they have is Pirates of the Caribbean, and that fourth movie is coming out, but... Uh, and I'm sure it's still going to generate money but for that's them. that's really geared more for adults than it's kids. Geared, well, yeah. This appeals to everybody. Still, it appeals, yeah, appeals to a lot of people. But, I mean, not every boy wants to be a pirate. So you need something else, some other big franchise. And I'm not saying girls can't like Tron or boys can't like Cinderella or whatever. But the point is that something like this is pretty male-geared, male-dominated. So if if they can create a whole other franchise around this, whole other money-making franchise, then it makes sense from Disney's perspective to back Tron, which is why... The, the television show is coming out. Right. They're supposed to be making two other sequels to this. I've read that, yeah, I've read that they're going to use the next movie to launch a new trilogy. Yes, that, that technically Tron would be like a, like, like Tron would be the Hobbit, and then you'd have the Lord of the Rings, and we just saw the first. We saw the okay. Fellowship of the Ring. So be, Think of it like that. Okay, I thought the next movie was going to start the next trilogy. No, no, this was, this was okay. supposed to start the first. Because I, I think it would be badass to, to make an actual franchise of movies out of this and keep it going. I like the, yes. I like the whole idea of it. But I have since the original. So, and uh, ironically enough, um, I just I didn't mean to do. Maybe I did it subconsciously. But uh, one of the actors cast for the Tron CGI television show, Elijah Wood. Really? Yes. Oh, all right. I, I mean, I you know, yeah. I don't. I don't Elijah Wood, him, Lance Henriksen. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Bruce Boxenblader is in there. I, no, oh, I, well, it's I, what I, Tron. It's Tron. I, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. 
I know I just butchered his name, but I can't think of. Uh, Hang on, I want I want to check in on this again. Are you going to look at this again? The yes. Last Starfighter. Let's see if there's been any update. Look at that! In 2004, it was adapted as an off-Broadway musical. Oh yeah, it was great. I have no idea. <laughs> How do you I, make a? Me- I don't know. They made one out of Spider-Man, dude. They can make it out of anything. Codan yeah, Armada. <laughs> in 2008, it was reported that a sequel is in the works, tentatively titled Starfighter. The film reunites director Nick Castle and writer John Jonathan Butewall and actor Lance Guest. Who George, was Lance Guest? Lance Guest. He was the kid. Oh, okay. So then who's... Oh, writer Jonathan Butewall. Right. Yeah, I well, thought, for some reason, I, I saw Jonathan Butewall's name first. I thought he was the Alex, kid. what the hell is going on? George Page is the film's executive producer with co-production Universal Studios and Relative Media. So, okay, well, that oh, was hey, in 2008. Look at this. A freeware playable version of the yes. game based on what is seen was released for PC in 2007. This is a faithful reproduction of the arcade game from the film and features full sound effects and music from the game. The creators of this game, Rogue Synapse, have also built a working arcade cabinet that was used in the last Starfighter documentary. Okay, th- here we go. All right, I'm going to add it. Right now, I'm going to call my shot. All right. If I ever rich enough that I get to be some eccentric asshole that gets to collect cars, fuck that. I'm collecting cabinet games. I'm going for this one. I'm going to f- hunt these guys down and say, look. You're going to make them build one for you? Give me a price. <laughs> I want the last Starfighter Money cabinet no game. Money is It isn't. At that point, it's my not. My joystick will be gold. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, so what is... Which Actually, was, I, what would be cool if you could really do it? Make it like a complete giant, almost like a dome. And you, you actually, actually get sit inside, in and yes. you're actually going around and... Oh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. I would hurl, but it'd be great. <laughs> if you've never seen The Last Starfighter, go watch, go watch it. It's, yeah. it's one of those classic films. If, 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 if you're listening to us, it means you're going to like this movie. I'll Damn put, right. put, put it that way. There you go. Put it that way. You're the demographic they're looking for. Yes, Exactly. All right, so what is what is this here I'm looking at? Uh, those are the two questions okay. for the quickening, and there's the stupid video game moment. All right, so let's do the stupid video game moment. Then we'll All do right. the quickening, and then we'll get out of here because it's 10 o'clock. So uh, we'll do the stupid video game of the week. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Yeah, so how long have we gone? Like an hour and a half? Uh, probably. Thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, by the time we're all done, it'll be. So. All right. This one I happened to stumble across, and I found it interesting enough to make it the stupid video game moment of the week. Now, since you aren't going to be here for the next two weeks, are you going to email me your stupid video game moment of the week and forbidden knowledge so I can read it? I could definitely do that. Because people fact, are going to get pissed if you don't have that stuff for two weeks. They're um, and if, if, if you want, depending on how many uh, questions I get for the quick, and I could always write down... The answers, and if you want to read them, we're happy to read them. Okay, so we will see what happens. And uh, if the Baron wants to answer any himself, I'm certainly willing to do that. He certainly is funny enough to. uh... Here we go. In 2006, Mattel chose to re-enter the world of console video gaming. Their first foray into video gaming back in 1979, the Intellivision, proved successful enough until the video game crash of 1983, which knocked Mattel out of the business. This time, however, Mattel chose to go a bit different route. Utilizing an emerging technology called Radio Frequency Identification, or RFID, coupled with CD-ROMs, Mattel released the Hyperscan. Initially, there was some interest as RFID technology had not been used in video gaming up to that point, and the system itself only cost $70. In addition, for every CD-ROM game Mattel sold, booster packs of collectible paper cards were available with RFID tags on them. Scanning the card into the hyperscan would then allow you to access new characters, different abilities, etc. Sounds interesting, right? Well, you'd be wrong. 
To begin, there was a reason why this system only cost $70. As one reviewer so elegantly put it, quote, the controller looks and feels like it was designed by dyslexic pygmy squirrels spun out on LSD. I thought that one sentence was so hilarious that I kept reading his review and figured this person did a far better job of describing just how horrible the hyperscan really was. So to continue the rest of his brief review, it comes packed with an X-Men fighting game. Now, by fighting, we don't mean actual combat. No, we mean beating your head against the wall because you have to wait upwards of 20 20 seconds between each fight, not each game, each round, while the blasted thing loads. Now, I might almost be willing to forgive this travesty if the system was loading something well pleasingly game-like. Once you scan your character in, and you must have the character card to even play that character, and wait until next month for it to load, you are greeted by, well, imagine a CDI. Remember those awful things? Now, imagine this was a very bad CDI, and it decided to rape an Atari Jaguar, (laughs) which had genetic abnormalities. Imagine it gave birth to a fighting game so disgusting that the Jaguar screamed in horror and tried to strangle the hideous thing and throw it down the sewer. Imagine this freakish, twitchy, god-awful avatar of wretchedness actually survived in this new land of urine and feces and was raised by a family of mutant maggoty banana slugs that taught it the secret art of Shaq Fu. Got it? This game is worse. The animation makes the original Mortal Kombat look like a Disney film by comparison. Now imagine the X-Men characters each having one and only one spoken line of dialogue, and then each line was lovingly recorded by Little Richard during a snowstorm on a 20-year-old tape deck. Yes, it's that bad. And friends, that was just one review. Within six months, the hyperscan found its way to the bargain bin for $10, and they still couldn't sell them. The Mattel hyperscan, bastard son of a CDI and a Jaguar, allegedly. Another stupid moment in video game history. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Yeah, that review was hilarious. I <laughs> I, I started awesome, doing yeah. research and I, I came across it, and he just he's just going off on it again. Like this is hilarious. Like, well, screw this. I'll just quote him. Make my job easier. What the hell is his name? Uh, he was just some guy that's on a message board that said nothing, nothing All special. Right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, kudos to you, sir, whoever, whoever you, you are. are. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for the quickening. But oh god, this reminded me of something I was going to mention. I mine just went blank. Ah, the hell with it. Quickening time. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Greetings, Highlander. You call. have the manners of a goat cool all righty i had to get the post game music up because i realized fantastic uh, yeah I said this we don't have it up yeah i forgot to add it you know what we haven't played hangout sloopy at all either to end our show and we while. really should considering how well everything's going yes the buckeyes beat the arkansas razorbacks to win the sugar bowl where did the- we end up uh finally ranked did they? You know, do I they do rankings? They the, usually do to end the season. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know if we moved I up did or not. Look, I would have to. Eh, not that really matters one way or another. Uh, in fact, let me find it now before we get going here, because right. once I well, while you're looking for that, I will remind you. And uh, unless you're some hardcore person, you've probably already realized this because you're probably listening to this after Saturday's live show. Uh, I will not be in on uh, Saturday coming up, and also next Saturday. 
Uh, that doesn't mean you can't turn in questions for the quickening. In fact, I encourage you to do so. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, I'll either uh, type up the answers and give them to uh, Emperor or uh, Baron, depending on if he can roll his way out here to Here's what you got to do, because he he's a pain in the ass when he tries to take my call. You need to call him and say, hey, Saturday night, you need to go over to the Emperor's house and do the show and, and sit in for me. Yeah, all right. Because I will not be here. Got to make sure I have. Neither one of us will be here the 29th because I've got Mary, oh. Mystic Mim has her uh, appreciation dinner for work. Um, so neither one of us will be here the 29th of January. I will be here next week the 15th. I'm sorry, this week the 15th. Hopefully the guest host. If not, I'll just do it solo. But we're going to have to record another show or move it to a different night for that particular week. January is always very difficult, ladies and gentlemen, when we get to this. Um, it, it, January and July. Uh, in December are just three months where there's just so much going on that it's kind of difficult for us to really accomplish anything. So yeah, yeah. you kind of roll with it, and we'll you know we're not skipping shows, we're making them up like this one. So you know, and GoHex said and, and did a live show for us on this past Saturday, so you're getting double yes. bonus stuff. I think so. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to the top and all right, here do we it. go. All right, like I said, just two questions. Uh, if you do have a question you'd like me to answer for the quickening, please send them into Highlander1G at gmail.com. Here we go. I just smoked some salvia laced with PCP and speedballed tranquilizer darts and pure adrenaline. What's going to happen to me? You're going to ask me one of the dumbest questions of all time. Your heart will also explode into a red mist because it'll be going so fast. You're also going to have to tell me who your dealer is because apparently he is amazing. (laughs) Anyone that sells salvia, PCP, speedball, adrenaline, and tranquilizer darts deserves to be in my phone's contact folder. And the other question of the quickening... I have decided to actually try to legitimately get a girlfriend. How do I get this bitch I like to go to a dance with me? P.S. Am I secretly a bear? Well, not anymore, sir. You've now been outed as a bear by yourself. (laughs) It's a good thing you're strong like a bear because you're dumber than an ox. (laughs) Now, how do you get this girl to go to a dance with you? Sir, you've asked and answered your own question. You're a bear. You're going to knock down her door with your mighty paws of justice, careen up her stairs to your room like a homing beacon from hell, and as long as you don't go through her jars for honey or try to steal her picnic basket, she's all yours. Because if she's not, she's going to die. Because you're a bear. All right, then. Just two questions. It seems too short, but that's well, all I got. What are you going to do? That's yeah, what are you going to do? I got. So like I said, if you have a question, uh, please turn it in, highlander1g at gmail.com. Uh, we'll try to figure out a way for the questions to get answered. Hopefully you don't have to wait three weeks. Because that would take a long time. Yes, it would. Yeah, it would. Well, uh, I guess that's the end of the show, then. All so right. So let's uh, start the music up here in the background. And man, these, I, I, now I know everyone does these short one-hour shows. Like, man, yeah. that's it. Short we have, we have, my we, ass. We've been in it for, like, we're approaching two hours. Ah, oh, that's nothing for us. I know that. That's my We've point. We've gone four. What was the longest we ever went? What was it? Four and a half. Four and a half. Hours, yeah, yeah, like around five hours. Uh, we we, we haven't even said, broken a sweat yet. I, I we said, haven't even gotten started. Yeah, we didn't, so we didn't have a break yet. <laughs> We, no, haven't we, haven't, break. we haven't broke once. And how, how many times everyone else takes a break? And I said, you know what, dude, 45 minutes, hour, let's just knock this out and get it out there for people to enjoy it. Since we're both crunch for time. And, okay. of course, we have to BS it to two hours. Two now. hours later. <laughs> and we haven't even scratched the surface of all that crap we got to go through. So, it just, it, I, just, I just never understand. I do like, man, it's so tough. It's not tough. You just find stuff it's to talk easy. about and talk. Yeah, you just talk. When you get right down to it. How, how difficult is it to talk? Of course, we are talking about gamers who live in their parents' basement. So. That's true. No offense, guys. None. I mean, we were one. We were like you at some point. Yes. Not now. But one day you will rise out of the basement. To the living room. <laughs> <laughs> to, to live in your mom's living room. Exactly. 
So uh, what did we learn on this uh, special, on a very special Emperor's Court? Uh, I learned that neither one of us, you're not going to be here this week. No. Neither one of us will be there next week. Um... Uh, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't learn. Okay, I learned that apparently Final Fantasy XIII is going to have a sequel. Right. Learned that uh, Bobby Kotick hates everyone, and everyone hates, hates Bobby, Bobby Kotick. Kotick. That's nothing new. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, nothing even, new there. You know, you're bad when your fan base hates your guts. The industry hates your guts. My guess is employees hate his guts, just from the litigation comment, and he has been sued before. Wow. So, I, man, it, you're a shit. Speaking of sued, uh, he's he's getting sued by uh, that company. Yep. You know that company. You know the one. I can't remember with the, the business and the guy. You no, know, they're they're uh, happy trolling on suing everyone. Seriously, you don't remember the article we just did a couple? Of years? Yes. Or are, are are you trying to force me to remember the, the name of the company, which I can't remember? It's like Wicked D- Digital wicked or something. Digital like that. something. Yeah. yeah. The last name is Digital. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyways, uh, other than that, I didn't learn really much of anything. Yeah, I guess I not. Uh, I learned you got to connect. Yes, uh, that's true. Yeah, I, 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 there you go. I learned that you're getting an iPad. I, when when I get it, I will bring a it waste over. Waste of money. I'll bring it over and you will drool. I will not. I've, I've, I've seen the. Well, if you don't, I'll beat it. you over the head with it. Verizon's got you. the iPhone now. I am very pleased with that. I think a lot of people. As are. As soon as my contract is up with my BlackBerry, you know that damn well where I'm going. I I think AT and T is shitting bricks right now. Hell yeah! Now but, not only are you know people getting the iPhone going to go to Verizon, but as soon as uh, their contract's up with AT and T, you know where they're going. Right. They're addition. Yeah. And I don't blame them. They. I don't blame me. The Verizon. AT&T I have loved Verizon for years. I've had Verizon for I don't even know how long. When you have such a crappy network, you have no one to blame but yourself. Exactly. So, anywho. That's a key instead of a manual. I don't know why that is. That's fixed. All right, Highlander, uh, real quick. Uh, thank you for tuning in this podcast. You, the listener, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it was strange doing it as a podcast, so we, we can't thank IRC. That's right. We can't so thank our IRC rats. Fuck you, IRC rats, and fuck you, none left, because you didn't do anything for the show. That's right. Here. That goes to show that we don't need you. We That's can right. do it on our own. Friggin' Australians probably like trying to swim through that. They're all, they're all trying guy. to leech off us and our talent. Friggin' Australian. I, I bet that's what Nola's doing right now. He's trying to bail out his house after the flood. You see that flood they got? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Bigger than Germany and France combined. That's nuts. They killed like five people. There's no one else. I had to speak Australian. Flood. Katrina. I feel bad. Yeah, of. hopefully. Uh, has anyone been uh, hurt? Or oh, yeah, killed? they got like 55 killed, 200 missing, something like that. Yeah. Plus all the kangaroos. Terrible. Koala bears. Another fighter in trees. I guess. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank Gnome Wise, who's eventually going to put these up for us. This one and another one I've got, plus one like Gohex did. Thanks to Gohex, by the way, for manning up. The, he's the host of The World Strikes Back here at first, The World Productions. Uh, he manned up and did a live show following his. He was on the air for like five hours. Really? I have I've received some feedback as to the show that he did. What What was, was it good, bad, ugly? Uh, please don't ever cancel on us again. Where were you at? Please don't have somebody fill in for you again. Well, it's nice to be needed. Well, yeah. I, it's it's a different animal, that, and Gohex doesn't do that kind of show. Uh, it, his is, is more interaction you know, on a creative side. Uh-huh. Ours is more of interaction on an asshole side. <laughs> we're all kind of jerks together. So <laughs> so props to him. Thanks for, uh, for uh, doing that for us. We appreciate it. It's not bitter and sarcastic. It's not worth talking there about. There you go. And hopefully it won't be something that happens very often. But we need to get through the winter here. And Man, I, I keep—I don't want to have to move to a, a warmer climate, but probably sick a lot less of the time. 
Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our sponsors, Type Frag. As far as I know, they're still our sponsors. I think they know. No one's told me differently. So no, I, oh, I, haven't I, talk, I haven't talked to anyone in three weeks. No, I, well, I haven't either. I've checked the website <laughs> once. So I uh, thanks to Type Frag Ventrilo Servers for being a sponsor of Versa World Productions. And Audible.com, if you enjoy audiobooks, I highly recommend go to Audible.com, download one today. So don't forget all the cool shows we have at Versa World Productions, vtwproductions.com. Please sign up at the forums and at the forums at clanwingy.net, the home of Clan Appeal Garden, mine, Garden. and uh, at a, or Highlander's home. <laughs> See, I keep calling the first Way to names. go. Yeah. Way to go. I, for three weeks, I, you know, I've been calling you by your first name. As long I, as they don't so know my Highlander. last name. Your first name I can live with, last name, that's, that's when it gets scary. That's you when I'm going to start getting strange emails from people to my other email accounts and they'll find my Facebook, my real Facebook. Tailgate outside your house. Exactly. So, anyways, uh, I think that's it. Every time we do this, I always end up forgetting one or two things. I I think we hit everything. Don't forget to join our Facebook, Emperor's Court. Look it up on Facebook. Join us. And follow us on Twitter, Emperor's Court, all one word. Which we do tweet quite frequently, although not as much over the break. No, not I've as much. Been, I've not been home for various reasons. I've, I've just been too busy. Uh, too busy. I Spe- to speaking of that. tweets, did you see uh, LeBron's little uh, snafu? Yes. And how do you spell karma? Exactly. A-N-K-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Suck joy. it down. Did you hear what, how, how we tried to backtrack? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't like, I, it. I just retweeted it. Really? I, I don't see where it Ed, says retweet on it. It just says it came from your account exactly. there, douchebag. And then you go out there, you lose <laughs> the Clippers, and oh, oh, look at that, you have an injury. Oh, hobbled. Uh, I guess we'll have to put him out of his misery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it, LeBron, when you lose, you always blame on an injury? Well, God doesn't like it when you wish bad upon people. Oh, look at that. Your data oh. your ankle fell out underneath you the day after you tweeted. Tell me that's not God I guess, striking I guess you down. Karma's spelled I R N O I. So, <laughs> anyways, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoy the podcast. We will return live January fifteenth, which you'll probably listen to this after just, that. Live just show. in a couple, yeah, it's in a couple days. Yeah, it's, it's two days from now. Yeah, yeah. It's Thursday night. So, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, internet. So long, everybody.